Good morning, Kelly. Hello there. Um, hello, listeners, and welcome to another kind of slapdash episode of FOH. Yes. <laughs> a service, a service industry podcast that is now struggling with the times. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> We're really just a mirror to society. Wow. When you think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We hold the mirror up. And you guys look into look, it. Look into it also. And you learn. Um, and you assess. A lesson. Um. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And uh, welcome. buckle up. <laughs> buckle up and welcome. <laughs> Both at once. <laughs> you know, kind of take it all in. Buckle up. Um, if you guys do, if there is a weird kind of timing with us, it's because we're doing this over Zoom. Sometimes one of us gets frozen. You know, we've got to roll with the punches. This is our new normal. So, yeah. sorry in advance, you know. Sorry in advance. It happens. You know, so, but we're trying. Okay. Okay. So maybe maybe shut the fuck up. Maybe shut the fuck up. You know, go go Um, watch a Twitch stream. Okay. Yeah, because I'm. This is what you're gonna get. Yeah, that's right. Um. Anyways, Kelly, how are you? How are you, bud? I'm okay. Um. You know. Starting to get to me. Mm -hmm. Starting to get to me. I feel like I say that Mm -hmm. every week, but. For real this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I get that I did I, uh... um I like bought some new furniture online I bought some shelves I don't have enough like storage space in my room which had never been like a pressing issue because I was like not in my room that often Mm-hmm. Didn't need to store that much, actually. Now I'm here 24-7. I'm just, for some reason, accumulating papers. You need, like, a grain silo at this point. I literally... The storage that you need, one needs now. So I got... You know? um, and I I mostly buy everything secondhand, so I bought a shelf on eBay, and the guy messaged me, and he was like, wow! He was probably the first thing he sold in months. The first human he's had interaction with is... It was you. Yeah. He was psyched, though. That's great. That's a happy story in these times. How are you, Will times. <laughs> we, need, we need those human <laughs> human uh, interest stories to keep us going. Call the local NBC um, affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> Woman order shelf. <laughs> um, I'm fine. I gave into the darkness for a couple days, which... I just, I needed to do, I couldn't fight it anymore, and I watched Real Housewives for, like, 14 hours, and then I felt better, Yeah. and it's like, sometimes you just have to be like, this is what's gonna happen, and I'm not gonna put on an outfit, I'm not gonna be like, get on up, girl, make that to-do list, I'm just, I'm not doing it today, and that's fine, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good place to be in. Also, the Housewives have a certain quarantine energy, Mm. because the setup of the show, they're so locked in with each other. True. You know, that's their pod. Right. (laughs) So we could really extend this out to, like, seven other alcoholics, and we would be totally fine in quarantine. So that's something to to think about. 
Exactly. And if one of us dies, one of us dies. <laughs> and that's a new storyline that we can work with. Oh my god, wait, is seven? I'm on eight now. I'm rapidly. Oh wow, I'm... you're at a clip. Wait, have they gone well, to I... Mexico yet? Or is that this no. season? I think that's this season. Wow. Yeah. You are in for a real ride. I'm really excited. I'm trying to catch up to you guys on the current season. So I'm like trying to get there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've heard. Let's see if I make I've it. I've heard that the current, like the one that's airing right now is completely bananas. I'm not watching it. Oh, okay. I usually don't try to watch them live because it's like Bravo. So it's like very hard to find. But they're, the new housewife like wrote for the Federalist is like younger than all of them. And like. Wow. Yes. It's, I've heard a lot about her. It's very exciting. Very <laughs> exciting. Um, anyways, so that's us. That's a little update on us um, and our favorite friends, the Real Housewives of New York City, um, <laughs> of which this podcast has become yet another Real Housewives podcast. Um, let's let's talk about the our other New York gossip that's been happening that everybody's chit-chatting about. The Twitter gossip. The Twitter gossip. Wait, I thought you had um, a story for me. Oh, yes, thank you. Let, before we get into that, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so... <laughs> um, okay, so this is also restaurant-related. Um, this guy has been DMing me, who I don't know. Not a shock. Happens all the time. <laughs> Ladies, am I right? <laughs> Come on. Um, he's been DMing me, and I don't know him, and he's a little bit strange, but, you know, I'm pretty generous in my DM responses to strangers. I give him a chance. I'll throw out a heart emoji if they said something about my face. It's nice. Sure. Um, this guy keeps, <laughs> keeps being like, um, you know, I used to work at this restaurant, and he names the restaurant, and I'm like, okay, cool, like, whatever. And he's like, I'll donate to your restaurant um, fund the GoFundMe yeah. in the name of, of this restaurant I used to work at. It says the name of the restaurant again. I'm like, okay, why is this guy dropping? Keep dropping this name because I, it's kind of familiar, but it sounds kind of, I don't know. <clears throat> and then finally he says it another time, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna look up this yeah, fucking like, restaurant because on? I'm like, what is it? Turns out. <laughs> oh my god. It's the fucking 9 11 restaurant. <gasps> <laughs> Windows to the world. Oh my god! And I was like that scene in Jaws where he's like, "You were on the Indianapolis." Like when he reveals that like the ship he was on was the biggest shark attack in history, yeah. and I was like, "You worked on the SS Indianapolis the- of restaurants." That's fucking crazy. You the old, yeah that was the that was the one. Yeah. The kind of the. Anyways, so not funny. But then, of course, I was like, well, now I have to ask a couple follow-up questions. Oh, my you know what God, I mean? yeah. And I can't, but the thing is, like, I don't really want to talk to this guy, but I was like, but I got to know, you know. The thing is, the, is someone, if someone's dropping that, that's, they're, they're kind of signaling, you know what I mean? Well, obviously, you need to process that trauma with someone like me. I mean, <laughs> I can, see, I get course. it. of course, you need to reach out to a Devane, I mean, at that point. <laughs> goes without saying that you cannot fully move on it's a lot of people people are coming to their senses about this stage you know of of trauma recovery Mm. 
Um, anyways, I thought that was very, it was not funny, but I was like, holy shit, dude. I, I get why, you know, now we know. Now we know. I get Windows. why you wanted to donate to my <laughs> Canadian-themed restaurants. Go find me. <laughs> Happy to have that honor in memory of those we lost on 9-11. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your service like, and dedication. He's like, okay, this was... He's like, Canada sent troops to Iraq. And that was really beautiful. <laughs> you also make it sound like I worked in like a TGI Fridays, but Canada. That's it's I not like there was moose antlers on the wall or something. <laughs> You're wearing the moose antlers. Moose antlers on the wall, moose antlers on your head. I'm dressed like a fucking, what are they called? There's like, um, instead of a mariachi band, it's like a, a Neil Young impersonator just walks up to your table. <laughs> it's like Martin Short kind of impersonator too. You're like, this is, seems not really. Okay. Um, one of my favorite Canadians. <laughs> we've all um, got them. We've all got them. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Anyways, so that was a lot of fun. That was a very educational. It's a lot of fun. It's okay, not a lot of fun, but you know what I mean. Uh, trip down memory lane, it's a I guess. Trip down memory say. lane. That's that's yeah. that's a hundred percent accurate. <clears throat> Anyways, all right. Wow, I have not had any interesting DM conversations. I don't think nothing of note. You gotta get you gotta turn out that IG content. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. All right. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to brass tacks. We've got a lot to get through. <clears throat> okay, so um, it is it is quite New York site specific, I would say. I do think so initially, and now I think it's surpassed into international lifestyle fashion brand. Just like 9-11. If you think about it. Um, so I don't know. How should we start this? Everyone's been asking my opinion on it. I barely care anymore because I spent a full 48 hours <laughs> indulging Just... in it. <laughs> um, yeah, how should we start? So a, a report comes out. An article comes out. An interview comes out. <laughs> it was a sunny, beautifully clear Tuesday afternoon. Oh, sorry. That is 9-11. We're talking now about... <laughs> About something else huge that happened in New York City. Oh my God! Okay. Because um, <clears throat> Tuesday was really nice this um, week. I was like, first, oh, of, yeah. first of all, you're like, wow, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Wow. No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. So okay. So Allison Roman, just if for those of you who don't know, is a uh, cookbook author, a lifestyle maven. A Bon Appetit New York Times recipe writer. Right. She's a girl been, about town. She's been writing recipes for a long time. And before she was doing it at Bon Appetit, but it was sort of before Bon Appetit had like broken into like digital media. Like she just wrote it when it was still basically like the magazine and a pretty conventional website. And then mm -hmm. went out on her own and wrote her first cookbook, which was called Dining In which was mm -hmm. a huge success. There were several like viral, so-called viral recipes. Number one being the chocolate chunk shortbread. Which you love. Which I love. It's so good. <clears throat> and then 
after the success of that book, she started developing recipes for the New York Times. And Mm -hmm. in publishing those recipes, she's had a few more kind of viral successes. The The stew, stew. the shallot pasta, Mm -hmm. like a couple Mm -hmm. things. And she's just, in my mind, and say what you think about it, but to me, she's almost like, um, like a Martha Stewart for our generation because a lot of it is about like developing a personality in the kitchen and being able to like communicate that personality. And it's a lot about like, it's food recipes, but it's also about projecting like a certain atmosphere and attitude. And in that sense, I think she's very like Martha Stewart esque, like building, um, your, your kind of like identity as like a host and a cook and a, and a yeah, an adult. <clears throat> for sure, for sure. It's a very like fun approach to like a more mature style exactly. of like cooking and entertaining, and it's very lighthearted and like snarky and cool, and it's like, but not overly. It still like has that um, like generosity and thoughtfulness. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and she's like. She uh, will say um, it's all done. It's all off of like her. And she says in this interview, it's all off of like kind of what she's eating at the moment. So all of it feels very like cohesive, you know, like you're right. not going to get like a one off, like, Oh, where did that come from? Like strange. I don't know. You're not going to be looking for some strange. <laughs> with Allison Roman. You might Let's put be. it that way. You might be. <laughs> She's always tweeting about, she's like, she's one of those women who performatively loves being single. Which is like, some people love being Mm. single. I like being single. But it's like, if you're tweeting about it 24-7 and you talk about doing activities as dating yourself, you might not love being single. Yeah, that's your Jeff (laughs) Foxworthy routine. If you're talking about, if you describe going to Ikea as dating yourself. You might not love being single. <laughs> oh, I love it when I fucking throw up the ball and you fucking get it in that net. Yes. Okay. Um, and that's with a delay, that's, Guys, that's a fucking... Mean. That's teamwork. That's that's, teamwork. that's with a Zoom delay that we did that, yeah. if you can fucking if believe can that believe. shit. So, James Beard, we're coming for you next year. <laughs> Uh, oh my seriously can somebody okay i'm not even that's another fucking thing altogether okay (laughs) the fact Um, that none of you have uh, have submitted an episode (laughs) of foh to the james beard committee that's another issue altogether i'll talk to you guys later (laughs) privately about that um (laughs) (laughs) anyways so miss roman who i should say you and I both have many mutual friends. We have mutual friends uh, oh, for sure. in common. So just p- keep that in your mind. Um, no, I'm just... I, Before I rip out and call her a cunt. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm being... I'm trying to be fucking oh, diplomatic yeah, yeah. here. No, for sure. And I'm, that's why I'm saying that, so... I know. Okay. No, um, you do have to remind me, because I always start a conversation being like, I'm just going to be chill and mellow, and then... Two minutes later, I'm like, it's no, I mean, same. And we'll see how this goes because <clears throat> you might not get an episode this week. You might not, <laughs> might have to go in the trash. 
Um, so she did a re- uh, an interview with this guy from like New Consumer dot org dot com dot gov like i don't know what this was because it seemed like a fake site but then Um, the color the photos were really nice it looked like uh like they're very saturated and it's like very flash heavy like it looked like a very style you know like she's like the picture that had to be from something else you're you know what you're saying it that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. So anyways, basically this whole interview was her discussing her, uh, philosophy and thinking behind sort of like expanding herself as a brand and her collaborations and her choices and how she monetizes herself. in the context of COVID, because the interview is like specifically about her sort of She's right. Like bringing her virality to this time when we're all, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not because one of those interviews that was done in February and now is being published. You know what I mean? Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Well, it's also, right. Well, so like a lot of people have been making Roman's food and she's been very present. She's been doing a lot of, uh, you know, Instagram lives and she's been just like very like trying to keep up and, you know, be a part of this whole fucking bullshit. Anyways, so, um, but the whole thing was that, yeah, she's like, I'm not, I'm more present and more active and busier than ever, but I'm not making more money. Let's talk about it. Which is, like, kind of an interesting point to be made. Um, which I understand is, you know, that, that's a valid thing to talk about and question. Um, for sure. I think it's like, um, I mean, I just, it speaks to just a, a an issue that I think lots of authors of cookbooks, of regular books, whatever, face, which is that, like, you produce something, and even if it's so beloved, it's a book. People buy it one time. There's not necessarily a way to, like, spin that out into... Well, yeah, you do speaking... Cow. Yeah, you do speaking engagements. You do, like, bands go on tour. It's all the same shit. Um, yeah. But... Anyways, um, it then sort of spiraled into, uh, I would say, a little bit of an aggressive yeah. uh, takedown or criticism of the methods that one Chrissy Teigen and one Marie Kondo have been implementing uh, for their personal brands and uh, merch collaborations and the way they're monetizing themselves. <clears throat> yes, I think Marie Kondo, I think we can just touch on very briefly. Yeah. Um, I never watched, did you watch Tidying Up with Marie No. Me neither. Um, as I just discussed, I am collecting papers, you know what I mean? I have yeah. no interest in getting rid of anything. Sure, yeah. I'm hoarding. Um, but there is, I think everyone experienced that there's like a certain irony to Marie Kondo having built her branding on this tidying up method of kind of purging useless objects from your home. And then she was like, but I'm selling a diffuser. Well, 
the the other opposing thing to that is that it's mostly about keeping things that you really love and use and i think that she, that's the idea i mean whatever you want to say about it but that's the idea behind her being like here's a really like beautiful useful and i haven't oh, looked okay. at her line so yeah. i'm just i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but that that's what people were in defense of being like it's not about not having anything in your house it's about having things that you only explicitly really love and like are very useful to you so that's the other argument yeah. for her. I also think, I mean, she seems like a perfectly nice woman. She has that giant yeah. baby. I mean, everyone loves a giant baby. I mean, great. I, I'm, I'm all in. You know, I, I famously love a giant baby. I'm not, mm. I'm not going to watch the show, but I have very warm feelings towards her, actually. She seems, she has a great energy. Yeah. She does. And that baby, I just, I'm sorry. She's, the baby's as big as her. She's so teeny after you get that baby. You guys know what you I'm know? talking about. This baby's so big. She's got a big baby. She's got a big baby. Um, no doubt about it. You heard it here. She's got a big baby. That's another one for the um, local NBC. <laughs> Small little Todd, that baby really big is baby. so big. <laughs> shuffle paper, shuffle paper, commercial. And Brian, we'll be back. <laughs> Um, okay, so then let's so then the thing, go to Miss Teagan. Okay, go ahead. I think Sorry. she got more canceled because she did say, which is not good, about Marie Kondo. She was like, so she has all this stuff that she wants people to buy right now. It's like, please to buy my cutting board. And everyone said, that's not very cool. That's. Sounds like you're mocking an Asian woman's accent. Um, which, which someone found that she's like used that affectation before in um, like tweets. And any Efron heads out there know that Harry says, please to do something. I can't remember what now in when Harry met Sally, please to. Oh, it's like an East, it's like an it, Eastern it, European. Yeah, more so than. Yeah. Um, specifically against Japanese people. It was an, it was an unfortunate uh, placed sentiment right after she'd been talking about Marie Kondo. So in context, did not look good. Yeah, it didn't look good. It also was one of those things that I was like, my first thought was like, even in a short interview, if you build a kind rapport with a reporter, that they'll be like, They'll edit that because they ultimately did edit that sentence. They're like, obviously not. And most of those, that type of interview is like condensed and edited for clarity. Like it's not, yeah. those aren't a hundred percent true quotes. So right. they edited it out. No problem. Obviously after her publicist was like, what the fuck? And, um, it's just surprising to me that the reporter wouldn't like, I was like, why did the reporter leave that in? Because if you had a nice rapport with the reporter, they're going to edit out your casual racism to make you look better. Uh, I think that guy was a little green. That's what mm. I got from it. Wow, they sent the green guy to Allison. I don't know, man. I checked out his... He doesn't have a lot of... The initial tweet doesn't have a lot of likes from him. He doesn't have a big internet presence. I don't think he was a seasoned... That's my... I do oh. not know. I'm completely making this no, up. No, that's but interesting I because I... But I mean, I had to get past an editor, and they were so like, what do I fucking know? No, I think you might be right. I floated that theory to someone else, and she was like, I think that reporter's just maybe a dumbass and didn't 
take the full context of that quote and that's why he left it in and that's proof that maybe that's true right um kind of related i haven't seen the piece that pete interviewed me for um Okay. Not sure if he just wanted to kind of con, kind of contact me as a crush kind of thing. Like he just mm, kind of wanted kind of an excuse up. to talk yeah. to me. <laughs> he was like, uh, I work for the uh, uh, New York Times. <laughs> She's a pretty lady. Yeah. So thinking about kind of reaching out, um, <laughs> get my, get my canceled quotes in the New York Times. Wow. I love. Anyways. <clears throat> Is this too blow by blow? I don't care. Okay. Um, who cares? People want it. Um, people were asking why I was so silent on this. I said, I've got to save it, babe. True. Anyways, so um, she also said bitch in reference to Marie Kondo, which people did not like, which I agree. And not to be like girl girl boss shit, girl power, but like don't call don't say Chrissy bitch Teigen a bitch. Are you kidding me? Chrissy Teigen yeah, is Marie- openly a bitch. That's her whole brand. Marie Kondo, she's like, nice lady. Chrissy Teigen is like, relatable bitch, kind of has an edge, but is ultimately sweet. But, like, she's not, obviously. Um, anyways, so, yeah. So she also was like, Chrissy Teigen has been doing bad things. She slaps her name on anything, et cetera, et cetera, has a content farm, really went in. Which, again, I am not here to defend Chrissy Teigen by any fucking stretch of the imagination. No, you have Chrissy Teigen blocked. I, um, my friend George Severus has one of my favorite quotes or tweets about Chrissy Teigen, which he just says, "What exactly is Chrissy Teigen's end game?" <laughs> which I, I really love that. It's just so like, yeah, what is the point here? Chrissy? What's going on? Like, here, I don't. Babe? What's the deal? Um, <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's just it sums it up pretty perfectly um but i will say miss roman really really not smart to come for somebody like chrissy teigen because she's america's sweetheart she people are dumb and people fucking love her i will say um an old friend of mine alex has had a, a take that i thought was very funny which he said Chrissy Teigen is Israel for even dumber people. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I love that. I was Um, like, okay, that's amazing. Yes, that's what I love that. Yeah, so I think that... um, (laughs) I'm thinking about it again. (laughs) Hilarious. I think a couple things are at play here. I think one, uh, her ego really got to the point where I'm sorry, but if you think that you can punch up in that way, I think that 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 your brand is stable enough to fucking take punches at Christy Teigen. It's not. I think she misunderstood because it is punching up, which normally people do like to yes. see, but. Chrissy Teigen occupies her branding has been so specific and so good as relatable that it didn't feel like punching up exactly. in a weird way. It felt like punching down because yeah. Alison Roman is like this hip, beautiful, like chic woman. And Chrissy Teigen's like, the like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it felt like punching down, even though Chrissy Teigen is like 
much more wealthy, much more branded, much more managed, much more, you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, of course. She has every advantage, and Allison Roman has a lot of advantages. So I understand where she was like, everyone will be on board with me. Totally. And I'm everyone like now a, is talking about, like, Talking about rich people, we hate rich people. Ba 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 ba. I mean, Chrissy Gu- Guillotine. Yeah. yeah, Chrissy Teigen famously was like, "I'm watching Parasite," and everyone was like, "Kill yourself." So I yeah, did. I mean, Allison she's... Roman was like, "I'm hopping on board," and then everyone was suddenly. It's a it's a delicate stream you're stepping in. It's Allison. a delicate dance. You gotta know, and it's she doesn't spend enough time, and thank God, but on fucking Twitter where you got to know every little fucking right. nuanced take bullshit. If, if you're going to do takes, and she's Ms. Take, as we know. Yes, so. she does love to do a take. I kind of forgot about that because I feel like it's been a while since she came out with a take. She does love to do a take. I forgot about that aspect of her her personality and brand. I mean, you've always said that's what one of the things you don't like about her is that she's like does hot takes for the home, and it's well, like we don't need a hot take on like a tea, like the way you make a fucking bunt cake. Like we don't need a hot take on it. Just make the cake. <laughs> it's not necessary. I forgot because she stopped doing. She was smart to stop doing it. She was always like, she's always saying like the the shortbread cookies. She's like, I don't like chocolate chip cookies. It was like the preface to that. It was like right. You like relax. Don't, okay, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Um, anyways, um, but yeah, so Chrissy so Teigen turns obvi- around on Twitter. Please. Oh, no, 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 no. You go ahead. We're, we're on a delay. I also want to say that everyone was like, a lot of people were like, I can't believe this is so boring. It's just a bunch of rich people. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, this is awesome. This is Sorry, this is the only thing that's made me happy in three months. So I'm all, a, I'm, all the chips are fucking in. I'm in. So go ahead. Yes. Next. Next blow by blow. But then it was just that Chrissy Teigen... So Chrissy Teigen somehow takes this, and everyone really took it as Alison Roman is punching down on Chrissy Teigen, and Chrissy Teigen goes on Twitter and goes on this very heartfelt like thread of like, this really bums me out. I've loved Alison Roman and wrecked her recipes for years, and what I'm doing, like... I'm doing it for the the love of the sport, you know? Like, I want to create the content that connects with people, and sometimes I lose money on it, but that's okay. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Which is also, like, another sign that she's so rich, and somehow people took that as, like, this really genuine moment. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Like, like, I'm sorry, you can't, like, sink money into a project that might not make money if you're a poor person. (laughs) And be like, make these girls... Right. I mean, I think a lot of uh, the, there are a lot of bad takes, uh, a lot of good takes, a lot of bad takes. A lot of people were like, the first wave of take was she's, she's going, she's coming for two women of color, basically. Yeah. Was, which I understand and the optics are not good. Um, but the Chrissy Teigen thing, we, it's no. Um, anyways, so yeah, Chrissy Teigen wrote a whole thing. Everyone was like, oh my, of course, she has like 10 million Twitter followers. It fucking blew up. Everyone ratioed the fuck out of Allison Roman. Um, and then the fucking coup d'etat <laughs> was <laughs> Jose Andres fucking 
given given a pep talk to Chrissy Teigen over Twitter about it, which spans the universe, hands across America. Hands across America. And then um, <laughs> Jose Andres occupies this very interesting space of, like most celebrity chefs, actually, like where most people, most yeah, civilians don't know anything about how restaurants work and specifically don't know anything about how people get paid in restaurants or even like what amount of money you make in a restaurant. Like they're like, they're, it's completely confusing yeah. to people. Like the daily yeah. did an episode about, um, food service people accessing unemployment and they were like, so like when you're a bartender in New York and you make $30,000 a year and I was like, not the case. <laughs> Uh, you're going to want to at least double, double that. that. Yeah. Um, like paper of record being like, they, you flip them a nickel and they make you a drink. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm confused. Um, so Jose Andreas is kind of one of those people who both got like vaunted by the average person and then got like disparaged by the average person. And so he occupies a really interesting territory to me of like, canceled you know <sighs> yeah i'm not you know what guys i'm not um i can't get all aboard the cancel train for jose andre she's not and she's not willing to do it i no i mean here's the thing as I, I texted kelly yesterday and i was like why i was like sorry why again are all of the fucking twitter leftists being like Jose Andres can die in a fucking <laughs> fire. He's scum. I'm just like, oh, k k k k k. Like, let's relax. Um, and I was, and then you know, and it's because he's worked he, with the NRA to defeat right. DC by referendum, which is very hard. Anything that passes by <laughs> referendum is like it should immediately be made law because it actually overcame so much to pass. Yeah. You can't get anyone to agree on a majority of anything. Um. Clearly, look at our president. Okay? Um, oh, oh. Oh, oh. So by referendum, D.C. passed, um, I don't know if it was like a one fair wage, um, like a... Yeah, it was It was the tipped, it was a tipped minimum wage. I know they were raising the tipped minimum, or were they bringing it to 15, or were they... Yeah. They were. So, which... By like 2025 or something. Yeah, so, which is like what New York is doing too. Basically, we've said on this podcast a million times, there's been thousands of studies that show that you raise the tip minimum wage, tips don't go down. People tip, some in some cases, even more. Uh, quality of service doesn't go down. Quality of, you know, what nothing goes down. Yeah. You just, people yeah. make more money, which is a net positive. So that passed by referendum. Again, very hard to pass by referendum, paying people more money. People don't want to do that. And then Jose Andreas worked with the NRA, who we've also talked about, the National Restaurants Association, to lobby the DC, whatever, they're not a state, whatever fucked up thing. Yeah, have, it's, I forget the electoral body they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, even though it passed, to not make it into law. <laughs> and so the DC tip minimum wage is. I think it's two. Th I think it's the federal minimum wage, it's, which is two dollars. It's three something, but yeah, essentially. So yeah, obviously not good. Obviously very bad. But then, um, yes, 
Guy Fieri was getting a lot of good press for raising $200 million to give in grants to servers, bartenders, cooks, porters, you know, what mm-hmm. have you. Bus boy, yeah. And then even Kim Kelly, who is like a very respected labor reporter, someone I respect a lot, was like, wait, this is running cover for the NRA. That's really bad. He's, this is all yeah. sponsored by the NRA, who are the very people who have fought against sick leave, who fought against raising the minimum wage, who fought against all these protections for workers, and now they're doing this as a PR campaign. She's like, okay. wait, that's bad. Yes, bitch. It's like, like you said yesterday, it's like so many people don't know what the NRA really does. No. They don't know how restaurants work. They don't know all of these fucking, not even backdoor deals, just like quite fr- out in the very much in the open, um, these partnerships and, and all of this fucking money. And it's like that, this is like, and also like you said yesterday, like celebrity chefs are ultimately like not very important to our actual industry. And the fact that we're putting so much emphasis on what they do is like doesn't really matter and Guy Fieri and that's the other thing is frustrating for me personally and I'm not trying to like both sides this but Guy Fieri has done some cool stuff Jose Andres has also done some cool stuff I'm not saying that like that makes him a good guy or that we shouldn't cancel him forever whatever but like not for nothing. Like, he does talk about DACA. He does talk about immigration. He does fucking donate. Like, he does do charitable work. Again, I don't know if that brings him to the middle as far as, like, the moral scale or whatever. But it's not... To me, it's not cut and dry. Well, they're all, Of course they're going to operate in the evil system. Like, they're rich gazillionaires who own businesses. What did you expect? I, I just, like, I don't know. It's not It's not interesting to me that they've done really fucked up stuff. Like, it, I don't know. It's just not, like, a, it's not a big deal to me. Ultimately. Yes. It's sad, but it's not. I think that anything associated with restaurants, celebrity chefs included, in a weird way get lumped into, like, a working class, like, uh, like right. people think of it as working class because it's, is a job it's a blue collar job it's like an actual labor and so people like lump it in but it's like they're part of the managerial class they're part of the owning class and it's like those people even the best of them don't want to pay their workers and they want to make the most amount of money that they can out of those people and they want to like they're their class interests are such that they will never be good. So what's the value of canceling them? Exactly. That's all. It's just, to me, it's just like, I don't know. I can't get, I can't put my energy behind that. I don't have the fucking time. There's other evil people who are, who I personally know who I would like to cancel. Oh yeah. Also, every guy you know is a rapist. Why don't you start there? (laughs) I'm screaming, Lillian. Yes, that's true. (laughs) I don't know. Like, start small. Start local. Start small. You know, build your you community of Think cancellations. Think local. Act global. Think local. Cancel. I don't know. Cancel. Statewide. Cancel your boyfriend's friends because I guarantee they're <laughs> out there raping people. Go through your boyfriend's phone, pick three male names at random, and go up to him and say, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, Dave? Dave? Yeah, I've heard about Dave. Yeah, I've heard some really nasty things about him. Yeah, I mean, people are fucking talking about Dave, and it's, I think it's And that's your you, friend. And that's your and friend. That's your, and you talk to him still. So, you know? 
What do you, what's what are you thinking? Um A kind of part oh, of this man. too, did you see that viral tweet where this woman was like, have you ever legitimately dated a man who had your same politics or better politics than you? Just like left this woman and people like were responding and they were like, uh, yeah, sometimes like that happens. Like sometimes <laughs> yes, sometimes no. And sure. then, um, and then she responded to her own tweet and she's like, so what I'm getting from this is the guys who have the most left politics are serial cheaters and abusers. So is it even really worth it? And everyone was like, so sorry, like, what are we mad about right now? Like, sorry, where do we go from here? Like, what's, what's the, why are we mad? Why are we mad? It's like, I'm not one of those people who's like overly cynical about the Me Too movement, like all other, like fucking super cool leftists who were like I told you guys in 2018 that this was a mistake I'm like stop mm -hmm. but um this this you know branch of it is, is bad is bad is bad is bad, is bad. um I think the problem is is yeah, we were I don't know. all I don't too to online tell you guys, before uh, and now we're even more online mm -hmm. and it's like it's a no. No. I mean, that's why I slipped. I slipped into darkness again this week because I was reading about Chrissy Teigen for literal hours. Yeah. Do you know what that does to a man? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that is not good. It's like being held in solitary. You it's know, like your brainwaves change. Yes, I was clinically dead <laughs> for. Um, my breathing oh my slowed. God. You know, it was like fucked up. Fucked. <laughs> Ah, but it, but it was research, and I did it for y'all. You know, oh my ultimately. god, that's what they need to start doing at Guantanamo. Have people do this trace any <laughs> like viral fight of like where they're like, okay, so we think your family funded 9/11. So why don't you take a look at Twitter <laughs> from May 7th to May 12th, and you tell me, okay? I want a PowerPoint. <laughs> you tell me. They're like, no, I'll tell you anything. <laughs> I mean, that was me after trying to find someone was like, yeah, well, I remember when Allison Roman threw shade at Molly Baz for the banana chocolate bread that she made. And I was like, okay, I got to find that. I got to oh, find. Did she? I don't know. I love I Molly like, Baz. Well, that's I tried to find. So if you find that, send it to me, dude. I looked. I did. You I know did that Molly Baz's brother is the falconer of is the fal is falconry recession proof? No. Yes, that's Molly Baz's brother. I can't process that. I can't process that right now. I was like, I shivers. I can't. Shivers. <laughs> flames, flames on the side cold, of my face. Cold sweat. Oh my cold sweat. I immediately was like, I, I gotta get to LA. Oh. <laughs> I packed up a car. I don't know how to drive. I packed up a car. Oh my God. What a... What a brutal world. Oh my God. That's crazy. I was like, he is. Now there's a guy with worse politics than me that I'm interested in. <laughs> and I'm listening. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm like, Chris Hayes is a good reporter. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think so too, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, did we actually say anything this entire episode? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but um, that was a real... You entered the mind palace of Kelly and Lillian. Yeah, you really did. Um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed our splendor. 
We can or, do a follow-up. Let's release this on Monday, and if the if they demand it, we can release a follow-up. A, f- a follow-up to a follow-up to what? I don't know. <laughs> an update yeah, about an update. like the uh, another thread we saw on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm having it's my chef's um Zoom birthday party tomorrow. Maybe I can get some deets. That's okay. Yeah, get some get some hot goss. Um, I also think that we are overdue to give our patrons like a, an actually good episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm down. So we should think about that. You guys let us know what you want. Um, Speaking of patrons, flawless segue. Nice. Um, Oh, my God. I could kiss myself right now. Um, (laughs) I want to give a huge fucking shout out to... Wait, no, not that person. Uh, Fuck this person. But also, we love... I'm just kidding. Um, Emily. Emily. we We have a new patron. Emily... I can't I can't begin to tell you what this means to me today on Mother's Day. Yeah, um That's right. On Mother's it's, Day. It's better than a card. It's it's better than a card, it's better than flowers. And I thank you very much for your support of me as your podcast Mom. Matriarch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So kind of something it's a beautiful relationship that we have with our patrons. Where we guilt you and make you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. A timeless, honored tradition by all mothers. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, wow. Well, this was a real uh, fun ride. We love you. Through the internet. We love you guys, and uh, please review, rate, and subscribe. You know, we only need about $10,000 more a month for Kelly and I to <laughs> just live on so this. For us we're to be so able close. to start branding some stuff. <laughs> I want to have a spatula with my name on it. Guys, and so to do we that, will sell out almost instantaneously. I will do the most shit-talking interview you've ever seen in your life. I promise you if you make us. Yeah. If you get us if you get us to 60k a month, I will do whatever oh, yeah. you want. 60k. I promise. Oh my god. I'd do over less than that. That's what I'm saying. That's my price. That's my price. Oh, that's that's pretty high. Well, I mean, it would be 30 it would be 30 Okay, okay, fine. If no, you no, no. I t- mean, I support you. No, support no, no. You. I support you like, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's not, I don't need that much money, but, um, I mean, like, I don't need that much money. That's, like, wrong, that <laughs> amount of money. I, like, don't understand how money works, so I'm like, if it's 15, that, that, what? I mean, yeah, if we got $5,000 each a month. I just great. found a medical bill that was sent to me years ago that was just sitting on my dresser. I was like, why is this even here? It's like a, it's like a kind of a specter. What? It's address. The address is uh, an address of a place I lived in four years ago. It's when I lived in Crown Heights, if you can imagine. You in danger, girl. And you I was like, danger. how did There's this get ghost. here? I know. No, but that's... I think they're putting it in my face, the spirits, because they're like, maybe it's time to take care of some of the old medical debt that you have. Definitely don't do that. Okay. That's a good point. So. That's actually a good point. <laughs> now that you say it. Oh God! All right. Um, I'm gonna wait for goodbye. one of those stories where someone buys up a bunch of medical debt and pays it off. Yeah, just re- again, keep your eyes fixed on Twitter. Someone's gonna be offering that. Oh, that's true. Shea Serrano or someone will be like, <laughs> and I'll say, ding ding ding, hello. It's my time. Um, um great. <laughs> okay. 
Bye, everybody. Enough is enough. Enough <laughs> is enough. Once more. And goodbye. Bye.